welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. We are in the Reality Check in the Valley series, and this is part two. This episode is called, This Is Not a Drill. Okay, so y'all already know we about to get all the way into it. So for this message, God just really wants us to get back on our post. I think, let me speak for myself. At least for me, he's really been dealing with me in the breath of not taking spirituality and not taking demons and angels and the spiritual side, the spiritual realm for a joke or for a mystery or for a fantasy or for something that doesn't directly impact our lives as we live it right now. So he's really been giving me um, encounters with things of that nature, the invisible things, the spiritual things, so that I would be able to get this message for you guys, not only for y'all, but for myself as well, so that we as a body as a group will be able to get it together and get back on our post. So I'm just going to tell y'all what happened to me like last week or the week before. It was kind of traumatic, so I'm not going to get into like all the details, but essentially y'all, I really feel like I came face to face with a demon. I'm not joking. So I was at work and uh, I no longer work at this job, but I used to work somewhere in Little Five Points. And if you have been to that area in Little Five Points, Atlanta, Georgia, you know they're very uh, eclectic. It's a very eclectic neighborhood, and they deal a lot into like what people call New Age spirituality. Um, I don't have another word for it, so that's just what I'm going to call it. But crystals and chakras and uh, all that Reiki healing and all that stuff that they they a lot of shops, stores, boutiques, and people in that community and culture participate in those things. So I'm just in this neighborhood. Um, I think where I worked, I was the only Christian as well. So I just know that God, in hindsight, had been bringing me through a season of spiritual maturity and spiritual hardening and the fact that he wanted me to be somewhat prepared for things of that nature. And so that community was a great, I want to say, training ground for building my spirituality, building my apologetics, which is a fancy Christian word for being able to defend your faith and building my spiritual maturity to withstand the attacks from the enemy and to withstand being in an environment that wasn't of God. So basically I'm at work just chilling as I do and in walks a guy and he's just looking around and he looks eclectic, but again, it's an eclectic community. So I've come to the point where I've stopped judging books by their cover, right? So he comes in and I'm like, Hey, welcome in. Do you need help with anything? He's like, nah, this store is super dope, blah, blah, blah. To cut to the chase, he starts trying to like talk to me, like holla at me. He's like, Oh, you know, I would love to take, Oh y'all. First of all, let me, let me start with this because this is okay. So he came in and he was like, yeah, when he got close to the counter, he was like, man shall not live by bread alone. And I was like, oh, I was like, but by every word that comes from the father, he was like, and you should lean not on your understanding. And I was like, period. So I'm like, okay, it's a brother in Christ. Like, this is great. This is nice. You know what I'm saying? And at this point, you know, it'd be a lot of guys in that community that come to like holler at ladies and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been approached before, so I can kind of tell by his body language, his demeanor that this was kind of going to go in that direction. But I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, a brother in Christ, this is nice. Like he quoting scriptures and stuff. This is cute, right? So I need, I need y'all to remember that. I need y'all to remember that he started off with scripture. I need y'all to remember that. 
So then we get to talking and he's like, yeah, God is just so good. I, 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 talking all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Now, mind y'all, I don't find the guy physically attractive. Again, I was saying he was kind of a click looking and that's not really my preference. So, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, in my head, not really considering him romantically, but I'm like, okay, we could be friends. You know, he seems like a great brother in Christ. So I'm just holding this conversation with him and just building off the conversation for that. So then he's like, yeah, you know, and so he slips up and he's like, yeah, my heart chakra is just so big. And that for me is like, whoop, whoop, flag on the play. Go ahead and pull over into the right lane because, um, <laughs> like, just, just no. So I was like, uh, mm, mm, mm. and he was like, what did I say something wrong? I was like, well, you know, I know that you're interested in me and I appreciate your interest. I was like, but, um, I'm just not interested in people who participate in like chakras and Reiki healing and stuff like that. That's not really for me. I'm just about Jesus and Jesus alone. He said, oh, no, no, I'm not into chakras or nothing. I'm just, you know, saying. So, you know, of course, I'm like, okay, I'm calling. I'm calling some bull. You know what I'm saying? I'm calling. I'm calling it. But, you know, I don't I don't really like to bash people for their beliefs. Like, whatever, bro. So we start getting into it more. And this man's whole, like, spiritual facade starts unraveling, y'all. Like, unraveling. He starts talking about. Oh, I don't know if I believe in God. I just been hurt so many times by women that claim to be Christians. And I, I, which, you know, fair, valid. Like, you know, I get that you, you're hurt. A lot of people's turning away from the faith comes from hurt from other people. And I get that. Um, so, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, maybe this is an opportunity for me to minister to this man. So I started talking to him. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you can't blame people. People are not an accurate reflection of God. That's why it's so important that you have your own relationship with God, because people are always going to fail you. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I mess with church. So we start getting into all that stuff. Y'all cut to the chase. This man starts talking crazy. Y'all mind you, this whole time he's talking to me, he's being very intentional about making eye contact. And I'm not the type of person that shies away from eye contact. I love eye contact. It's very intimate. It's very vulnerable. And it's great for, you know, developing your discerning gifts because I can look somebody in the eyes and kind of know if they being for real. So we look at each other in the eyes and then he just starts talking about like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. Mind you, when we start this conversation, this man is quoting the Bible. So he's like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in God. Like, all oh, that just seemed like mumbo jumbo. I'm like, oh, no. So I stopped looking him in the eyes at this point because I'm just kind of like, okay, where is this going? Like, I'm just sensing, you know, your spirit just start, you know, moving around and shifting. Y'all, my spirit started shifting. I'm like, okay, something's going on here. I don't know what. Mm-mm. Y'all, this man started talking about, yeah, uh, because I'm the devil, you the devil, we all the devil, we're all Jesus, we're all like y'all going in. He was like, I'm not, I don't worship God, he's beneath me. I da, da, da. like going in, y'all. He starts talking about how Satan is powerful, y'all, y'all, y'all. I was like, in my spirit, my spirit was screaming, 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 y'all. Like, I inwardly started like shaking. I can't even, I'm really trying to give y'all the full picture, but I really don't think I can get anybody to understand what I saw and what I felt in that moment. Y'all, I when I tell y'all I stopped making eye contact with that man, I did. And I just happened to glance up at his eyes in the middle of this speech that he was giving. Y'all, his eyes were black, black, y'all. Just pure hatred in his eyes, like pure I've never seen anybody's eyes go that freaking dark. Like, 
I looked away so quickly and my spirit was like jumping, like jumping. Like I was shook to my very freaking core. Like my core existence was shook and I just didn't know what to do. Like part of me wanted to come back at him and be like, get thee behind me, Satan. How dare you? I rebuke you. I rebuke all the spirits. I rebuke all the demons. But mind you, I'm in somebody else's place of business. You know what I'm saying? It's other people around. I don't. I didn't really want to get into all of that and kind of like spook people. Plus, I didn't really understand to the full depth what I was dealing with because mind you, this man just came to me speaking scripture. But then it's like in literally less than three minutes now, he's like denouncing God, upraising the devil and saying that he's the devil and blah, blah, blah. Like when he said, I'm the devil, you the devil. I was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like when he was saying things specific towards me or we or our, uh, uh-uh, I was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because like, you're not finna let no demons come up on me. You're not finna let no demons come stick to me. Like, no, sir. No, sir. And that eye contact, that energy transfer you trying to do, baby, it's not happening because I'm not finna I'm not finna absorb what's going on with you. Mm-mm. It's not mm-mm. Mm-mm, y'all. It was just not cute. And so I was just really trying to de-escalate him because like I was saying, he was really like unraveling y'all. Like he was really getting real passionate how he was talking and kind of raising his voice a little bit. So I'm just kind of like, okay, 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 okay. So he finally gets done and he's like, so it's no hope for us. And I'm like, no. And he was like, all right. Well, fine. And he leaves. So then I go talk to my coworker. Um, and she was like in the back, but like, I guess she could barely hear what was going on. But like I said, like dudes be coming to holler all the time. So I guess she figured the dude was just trying to holler. So I go back there. I was like, oh my gosh, like that was just so weird. Like y'all, when I tell you I was shook before I even went to my coworker, I just started speaking in tongues. Like I was just like, oh Lord Jesus, please, please. Jesus cover me, cover me. Jesus cover me. The blood of Jesus cover me. Because I just really was like, oh no, like. I have never, I've never felt my spirit jump like that as somebody else. Like never, never. And I've never seen anybody's eyes go that dark. I keep saying that, but I really just, I want y'all to like, no, I don't want y'all to picture it actually, because I try not to picture it to this day because that junk was scary. It was scary. If I'm being honest, like I was very, very afraid. Like I was very afraid and it, it, it takes a lot for me to get afraid, but I was afraid and, um, so I go and talk to my coworker and I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy just started talking about this and this, mind you, she's not a Christian, but like, I started telling her that he was talking about the devil and all this and shit. She was like, oh no, like, that's weird. Like blah, blah, blah. But she, you know, she's not Christian. So she's not getting the full scope of why I'm like shook. And I couldn't really explain to her all the elements that I'm explaining to y'all, like how he started with scripture and blah, blah, blah. And how my spirit was screaming and blah. So yeah, I was just, I, it, it was, it was a difficult experience for me. So I had to call one of the girls for Bible study and ask her to pray for me because I just, I was at a loss for words, y'all. And if y'all know me, like if y'all know me within the last, probably I would say three to six months, you know, I'm a prayer warrior. Like I ain't scared to pray and I'll pray you down. You dig? But I could not, like, I didn't have any words. My mind was blank for any scriptures to like cover myself, protect myself, I was just blank, y'all. Like, my spirit was just so shook. It was 10 minutes later, and I was still, like, trying to speak in tongues because my spirit was still screaming. So I had to ask somebody else to pray over me because I really couldn't do it for myself, and my spirit was just so unsettled. So she prayed over me, and just slowly I became more calm, and and God just gave me the peace that I needed to have. But after we got off the phone, like, God was just really telling me, like, 
this is not a joke. I need you to get on guard. Next time this happens, you need to be ready. And I was just almost a shame came over me, you know, where I was just like, dang, like I didn't even know how to defend myself. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I like to think that I know how to defend myself. I like to think I know how to do this or that, or I know certain scriptures, but y'all in the moment I was, I, I didn't have, I didn't have any tools. I didn't have any weapons. I didn't have anything to properly defend myself. And I felt bad, but you know, of course God came and comforted me and was just like, listen, like this is a learning experience for you. So that next time you do better, this is your first time, you know, I'm not mad at you, but now you see like there are deficiencies in your faith where you need to be able to protect yourself from the spiritual realm and the works of the enemy that are, that are trying to come against you. Now, mind y'all to give y'all full context, God told me at the end of April, I will be closing out a chapter. April 30th, that was the end of a chapter for me. And so this was literally like within the last three days of April, last four, three or four days before April ended. And I was like, wow, because God had told me the day before that I was going to struggle for the next four days closing out this chapter because the enemy really doesn't want me getting to the next chapter because I'm about to walk into some things that are part of my purpose. And God's given me a lot of things to work on this year that are really going to elevate not only me spiritually, but the body of Christ spiritually as well. But, um, yeah, so that was just one of the heaviest spiritual attacks I've personally feel like I've ever experienced. And especially in a physical form of somebody that I truly believe was possessed by a demon and the demon was speaking to me. I say all that to say, I don't say this to scare y'all, even though it is scary. I don't say this to scare y'all. I don't say this to instill fear. I say this to instill a spirit of righteous indignation. I want y'all to get mad because after that, I low-key got angry because I was just like, how dare you, Satan? How dare you think that you could try me up like that? How dare you come and step to my place of work and try to talk to me face to face? How dare you? I rebuke you. I send you back to the pits of hell where you came from, right? It gives me great pleasure to remind you that you are defeated. You are forever under my feet. You can never have the salvation that I have. You get what I'm saying? So it kind of made me mad. So I want y'all to get riled up a little bit because it's like, nah, we can't be letting the enemy out here be out here trying us up like that. Like, that's not cool. That's not okay. And as Christians, as heirs to the throne of God, as children of God, we need to stand up. Okay. We need to stand up in the full armor of God. All right. So God gave me that experience so that I would be able to come to y'all and give y'all that this reality check that this stuff on earth, this, the earth is not a drill, baby. This is real. This is real. This dictates where we go for eternity. And not only that, we are battling spirits that will not have the same eternity as us. And they're trying to take us with them. We have to stand up so that we cannot or that we can withstand the attacks of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy and the plans and plots and ploys of the enemy. Because I, if far be it from us, that we will get dragged down into the noise, into the mess. Far be it from us that we will call ourselves Christian and not be able to defend ourselves spiritually as brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ and not be able to defend ourselves spiritually from Satan. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And if y'all listening to this, I want you to get on your post. So we're going to be talking about getting on our guard for the rest of this message. So the best, you know, there's this saying in sports, the best offense is defense, but the best defense is also offense. It's time for us to get in our prayers, get in our 
journals, get in our Bibles. Okay. So let's talk about what that looks like practically. So number one, get on your watch, get on your watch. There's this thing called the eight watches of prayer, right? There are three hour segments of the day where there are different things that your prayers should be targeted toward based on the time of day. I know that sounds interesting, y'all. I'm going to put the link in the show notes that has the the exact breakdowns of the hours and times, which watch and what the watch, what you're supposed to be praying for in that watch. So how God has directed me in these watches is I have a certain time where I pray with God every day. It's right before I go to bed. So before I was on third watch, which is from midnight to 3 a.m. because I used to go to bed at 1 a.m. But now I'm in an earlier season where now I need to be on second watch, which is from 9 p.m. to midnight. Now, I'm going to tell you all this difference between these two just so you can get a gist for it. But again, go to the link in the show notes to get further explanation and a further breakdown. So for third watch prayers, the ones that are from midnight to 3 a.m., you need to be praying against satanic attacks. This is the time during the day where the enemy sends out his camp, sends out his his little servants, his little demons to go do the work for the coming day. So you need to set the uh, tone of the coming day. You need to speak peace and calm of the coming day. You need to pray for uh, spiritual and physical release from prisons. You need to pray for provision and you need to pray for protection in your sleep and in your dreams. Like very specific things that you need to be praying at that time. Then um, if you look at the link, it also tells you biblically why these things are important because certain things happen in the Bible during these certain times. So you're praying for these things during the times in which it was significant in the Bible. Uh, for second watch prayers, you need to pray for a provision, pray for a favor from, um, you know, earthly people from like men and women. Um, you need to pray that you steal from your oppressors. Uh, you need to pray for outpouring of grace and prayer and supplication, divine protection and angelic escort. You need to pray for supply to do God's work and pray for a sense of urgency to complete God's will. And then, um, yeah, so those have been the two watches that those are the two watches that I'm most familiar with and that I have personally been on post for. But we need to get on our watch. We need to get on our post. And when I'm saying watch and post, these are kind of military terms. Because again, we are in spiritual warfare, guys. We are in spiritual warfare. The enemy is attacking. So we need to get on our post. We need to get on our guard and look out for the schemes of enemy and send our own weapons out to go do the work. Send our own tactics and strategies out to go do the work. How do we do that? Through prayer, through prayer. First Peter 5, 8 in the New International Version says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I implore you, I implore you not to be the person that he thinks that he can devour. I implore you to be alert and of sober mind, okay? A lot of people talk about this in like the being drunk or being high sense, but I'm thinking about this in the the type of mindset where you are vigilant, where you are not taking things for granted, taking things as a joke, taking things as a fantasy or as something that does not actually actively affect your life right now. Sober up. We need to sober up. And start looking out for the enemy and um, adjusting our prayer lives, adjusting our spiritual lives for such attacks. How do we do that? We need to get specific. Okay. We need to get specific in our prayers. I remember when I was a child, I used to pray, bless mommy, bless daddy, bless Jasmine, bless Janisha, bless Jamal, bless everybody in the whole wide world. Amen. Great prayer for a child. 
well-intentioned, good heart posture. But um, as I mature in my spiritual faith, I have to get more specific. I have to get more specific. For example, Lord, I place um, your favor. I ask that you place your favor. I ask that you place your provision over my mother's business, Lord. Protect and discern. Give her protection and discernment in the people that come into her business and allow their spirits, Father God, to pour into her, Father God. I thank you. You know what I'm saying? Getting very specific about what you're praying for and asking God for and praying against. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. This is the Amplified version. But I love that the Amplified version puts in there specific requests. Oh, Lord, please bless my please bless my bank account. How? Lord, please show me another stream of income that I can add, that I can da 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 Lord, please help me to steward well over my finances so that I can save. Da, 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 da. Lord, please point me to the scriptures that will give me the, the technical and strategic uh, methods and tactics to be able to invest my money well. Da, 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 da. You get what I'm saying? We need to get more specific in our prayers. These weak blanket Christian prayers are not doing anything for you. Let me not say that. They're not maximizing the potential that you could have. You're not using the full force of your weapon. Okay. That's like having a knife and then hitting somebody with the handle side. I mean, okay, I guess you did some damage, but it would be a whole lot more effective if you use the full blade of the knife. Right. So in the same way, if we have prayer and prayer is a weapon for us, prayer is protection for us. We need to stop using it like it is a dull blade. We also need to start preventing and protecting in our prayers. So a lot of times our Christian life, our spiritual life, let me speak for me. A lot of times my Christian life or my spiritual life in the past has been very reactive and not proactive. And that is a huge problem when we have an enemy out here that's prowling around trying to steal, kill and destroy us. Because if I'm only sitting here waiting until his his arrows and weapons are pointed at me for me to start praying, well, shoot, like I, I'm going to it's going to be a crisis every time something happens. But if I get on my guard, if I get on my post and I start praying down stuff before the enemy even has a chance. The Bible says that what you bind in heaven will be bound in earth. What you loose in heaven will be loosed in earth. So if I'm already binding stuff before he can even try to loose it, it's done. I don't have to worry about trying to bind something that's already on its way to me if I've bound it in its inception. You get what I'm saying? So we have to get we have to get proactive in our prayer lives. We have to get proactive in our spiritual lives. Don't just look and pray for healing when you're sick. Pray for healing before you get sick. Pray for continual good health. You get what I'm saying? So I want to implore you guys that you take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6, 17. There is a huge benefit to knowing scripture. And getting in your word. Okay. It says here that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. The sword is what you use to do damage. The sword is also what you use to defend. So if we want to do that, then we need to know our word. So I'm imploring you guys to get into your Bibles more. Start being very, very serious and prioritize the memorization of scriptures. It doesn't have to be, obviously, you're not going to memorize the entire Bible in one sit down. But if you can 
put some things into place, you know, if it's sticky notes or putting things on your phone that will remind you of the same two, three, four, five scriptures so that you can get them ingrained in your heart, that can be of use to you. The Bible says in many times in like Deuteronomy and in the Psalms, Lord, I hide your words in my heart. That's where we need to hide it, guys. We need to have these tools ready in our hearts. So when things happen, we are on guard. We are prepared. If you remember in Matthew 4, um, that's the chapter that discusses Jesus being tested. Jesus was tested right after he was baptized. He went into the wilderness to fast and the enemy came to him trying to tempt him. But the way that Jesus defended himself was not with fists, right? Because the Bible also says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? But they are spiritual and go against the principalities in heavenly realms, which basically says we're not fighting with our hands. We're fighting in the spirit. Jesus defended himself spiritually. He had memorized the scriptures. Now, of course, he is God and he is the word. So obviously, you know, might be a little easier for him when he is God. But for us who are trying to pursue Christ-like behavior, Christ-like lifestyles, we need to get just as serious as Jesus was to have our scriptures memorized. So when the enemy does come, we ready for battle. That's y'all's reality check for the week. I don't have anything else to say. I don't think the Holy Spirit has anything else to say because the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. And that's going to be between you and God because the Bible does say you are responsible for what you hear. Hello? So if you want to sit there and keep being a lazy Christian and keep letting the enemy smack you upside the head and wait for the day where the enemy meets you face to face and you stuttering and hammering like I was, good for you. But for those of y'all that want to be wise and those of y'all that are getting righteously indignant and those of y'all that are ready to turn y'all ratchet into righteousness, baby, get on guard. Start throwing hands in the spirit because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Sharkeisha know to mess out the devil because he thought that he could really come in here and knock me upside the head. But baby, I'm from Clayco. We can go 15 in the bathroom right now. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. My ratchet is showing. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of These Are The Valleys. I hope y'all got something from it today. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye.